The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hey, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Today we're catching up with Q Mines Limited. ASX code is QML, trading at around 13.5 cents for a market cap of $23 million. Now we have Andrew Spark, the MD, with us today. Andrew's uh, kindly called in from the Qantas Lounge at uh, Tullamarine, so uh, apologies for any background noise, and if there is a rush on the stock this afternoon, we'll know why. Um, Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Barry. Great to be with you. Now, Andrew, uh, you've been on the uh, podcast before, and uh, investors are well aware that you uh, Mount Chalmers is the focus, up near Rockhampton there in Queensland, historic mine. You guys listed in May 21, and there's been four mineral resource estimates up Date since I think you're standing at around 145,000 tonnes of copper equivalent, and I note that in a recent presentation you made the case that Australia's best value copper stock. So I think it's a good place to start. Why do you think it is Australia's best value copper stock? Yeah, it is a great place to start, and uh, and in our view, it is absolutely the the best value copper stock. And there's a couple of really simple reasons why. Uh, the first one is that when we when we listed uh, only just over 24 months ago, uh, the peer group were trading at about 600 to 650 dollars uh, EV to ton. And sorry, that sounds a bit technical, uh, but basically for every ton of copper uh, that you have in resource, the market was valuing the business at about 600 dollars. Uh, and today, um, our stock, despite having delivered four resource updates, uh, almost 20,000 meters of drilling. Uh, and, and a lot of progress towards our pre-feasibility study, um, you know, the, the stock is trading at around about $130 a tonne. So it's extremely well-priced, uh, and, and that's, you know, right across the board. Obviously, there's been a, a bit of a pullback in the junior copper space, um, but um, but as you can see, it's very, very well-priced, um, you know, and, and with, with all that additional value that we've delivered as a management team over the last 24 months, you know, I think it really points to a very bright future uh, for the business. I guess the key question is um, it's, uh, the market seems to be waiting for some uh, re-rating event. Would that be the release of the uh, preliminary feasibility study that's underway, do you think? Look, I think there's a number of catalysts on the horizon here. Um, obviously, we're drilling at the moment. Uh, we're drilling a, an area to the south of the existing uh, Mount Chalmers open pits. Uh, and this particular area, the, what, what is called the West Load, is well known for delivering some really, really high grade, you know, wide intersections. So, um, and they're, they're obviously all in the market, the historic uh, drilling. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, we, we gave an update to the market that, um, that those drill results are uh, basically imminent. So we've got drill results from the, the southern extensions uh, of the, the West Load. Um, uh, then we've also, uh, you, you might have seen, we've just flown a very large helicopter-borne electromagnetic survey. And I know that sounds like a lot, uh, you know, quite technical, but uh, effectively what it was was um, a survey that's trying to define, you know, repeats of this Mount Chalmers mineralisation. Uh, these particular deposits are known as uh, volcanic-hosted massive sulphide deposits. 
Uh, and electromagnetics is a really good tool for finding uh, finding these deposits. So, um, excitingly, the, the the survey showed up 34. Uh, that, that's right, 34 um, anomalies around the, around this uh, historic mine. Uh, and so we're now busily, you know, moving out into the region. We've got geologists, you know, uh, walking the ground, ground truthing all those anomalies. Um, you know, trying to identify potential multiple repeats of this uh, Mount Chalmers ore body. So, so we've got um, some results pending on that. Uh, but also, as you said in the introductory question, you know, we are working towards a, a pre-feasibility study. The, the full resource updates around the open pit really show that we think that there's a, a very you know, large open pit style um, mining um, potential operation here at Mount Chalmers with very good grade. So, um, so we're, we're really excited to uh, be starting to develop this asset uh, towards production. So, so lots of, lots of exciting catalysts on the horizon. What's the uh, likely timing of the PFS study? We're aiming for the first quarter of next year. So, so that'll, that'll be the first quarter. Uh, we're, we're, we're sort of quite well through that process at the moment. We've just delivered um, PFS level metallurgy on the, on the deposit, which was absolutely exceptional. Um, and I'd encourage your listeners to go and have a look at that. Uh, we saw, I think it was 97 point um, plus percent, um, or sorry, 99.7% recoveries in the copper, uh, silver in gold, silver, lead and zinc. So we, we've got very, very good recoveries at this Mount Chalmers deposit. You know, we've, we've recently completed the metallurgical test work. Uh, we've also recently announced uh, a maiden pit optimization study which is all part of that PFS and they're very large components of, of a potential PFS. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're really going well at this stage and certainly hoping to um, hoping to deliver that in the first quarter next year. I know the exchange is a bit funny nowadays about scoping study, but have you been, um, which traditionally used to lead into a PFS, but have, so just from the market's perspective, I'm just wondering, have you given a sense of the scope of the potential project that you'll be looking at in the PFS? Yeah, it, we have. So it's a little challenging putting a PFS out quite early on uh, as, a, as a company is still growing or as a resource is still growing. I'm sure your listeners will understand. Uh, but the reason we wanted to get it out quickly was largely because we know that, or we've got a management team rather, that are very good at executing business plans quickly. Uh, and we know that one of the key lead times, so to speak, uh, is is a mining license application which can take some time to get get um, you know approved. Okay. Yep. So in in Queensland we need a PFS to basically facilitate that mining license application and start the clock ticking on that process. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's we're doing a little early even though the the, uh, the resources are likely to continue to grow and and even though we've got a number of um, you know EM anomalies which are looking really exciting where we think there's potential to make. Uh, quite a substantial discovery in the in the short to medium term. So, um, so it's yeah, so it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit backwards in, in terms of how we're going about things. But it's there's a all about the timing. Yeah, that's right. It's just trying to allow our shareholders, you know, more catalysts and just try and you know get them exposure to a an asset that's moving towards production a lot quicker than, than is typical. Now, in a sense, the uh, the markets have been following that uh, drilling around the the pits, the the, the uh, historic mine there but uh, you've almost uh, developed a, an expiration leg to your story now with it and you've touched on those em um, targets that you'll be drilling one seems to have uh, 
been the, the initial focus is this uh, artillery road prospect. Tell us a bit about that one. Yeah, look, Barry, it's a really exciting one, I've got to say, and it's captured a lot of people's attention recently. It's nice to see the share price trading up since uh, since we put that uh, announcement out of a potential new discovery at Artillery Road. Um, effectively, after completing this EM survey, we uh, I mentioned we had 34 targets to go and um, you know to test, uh, and and our geologists have been you know, into the region, um, ground truthing those, um, you know, those EM targets, making sure there's no man-made uh, objects that, that could, you know, skew the data, so to speak. Uh, and so that they've they've moved into a few areas, including this artillery road, and you're not going to believe it, they're, they've tripped across this uh, this outcropping Gosson, which is about 700 metres long and up to sort of 200, 250 metres wide in parts, um, which is very, very exciting. So, you know, the guys have actually had a XRF, gun out there and they've tested it and and uh it's such a shame barry but it's actually mineralized its surface so uh, <laughs> so it's look it's it's obviously an exciting time to be a cumine shareholder um we know these vms deposits um you know cluster and so you're likely to find repeats of these deposits and so you know we, we expect that there's potentially even more of these uh in the regions so so we're, we're obviously busily out there you know, ground truthing um, more of these anomalies at the moment. But just to give your listeners a bit of a sense, we've only ground truthed about six of these so far, and we've got four areas of the six that are where, where we're showing outcropping mineralised gossens. So it's it's pretty exciting. It really is. Uh, How far are they from uh, Mount Chalmers? So the, the artillery road is about ten to twelve k's from Mount Chalmers. You know, obviously we've got a very large district scale package, so um, so it's certainly within within trucking distance of where we're proposing to put a potential plant. So yeah, so we'll be drilling that. Uh, I'd say in the next next couple of weeks we'll be commencing, and yeah, and we've got, we've got a twenty eight to thirty hole. RC program plan that's all been announced as part of that program. And just as a point of interest, uh, Artillery Road, is there an army dump there or something? Or is there some? Yeah, it's it's funny. There, there is actually some old army remnants uh, and certainly an old um, runway that's now been you know, decommissioned uh, in this area. So, yeah, so obviously no longer there. So, um, but, um, but yeah, they've obviously all the, the roads and the, the areas have got some, some names after those, uh, that, uh, that historic activity. Yeah. Now, you're only 17 clicks from uh, Rockhampton, and there's obviously a, a, quite a bit of farming in the area. I'm just wondering what your local support is like for the project. Look, we're really lucky, Barry, that, um, you know, we've really worked hard on the community liaison side of things. Um, you know, given that we, we, we obviously believe that we've got an asset here that will get to production. We know that we need to work really hard on building relationships in the community uh, and also on you know the environmental and permitting side of things. Uh, so you, you would have seen, I'm sure, from many of our announcements that um, we've been you know, um, completing various initiatives within the region. We've sponsored soccer teams. Um, you know, we have you know, local um, community members working uh, at the mine site. Um, you know, we've been, uh, you know, whether they're washing dishes and making dinner to, you know, all the way down to preparing drill pads and, and, and working on the drilling programs. So so we've been working really hard on building that those relationships. Um, another thing we've just recently done, this might sound insignificant, but we've just actually bought a, a trailer for a local community group that um, really needed some help to uh, get some of their stuff to some of their community events and things. So, so that these little things are just creating the right sort of environment 
here where people know that you know we're really treating this as a as a way not only our shareholders can benefit from it uh, but also we, we believe that the Mount Chalmers community can can significantly benefit from the progress we're making on site here so so yeah we've invested about 10 over 10 million dollars so far in in our um, operation up at Mount Chalmers including buying a lot of local uh, you know local farms and things small farms so I think I think we're getting noticed um, that um, you know there's a lot of activity and we're really moving things along. Um, but but the other thing I'd add here is that we've also been trying to do it in a very sustainable way, uh, and by that I mean we're we're one of only three listed companies that's today is certified carbon neutral. Uh, and so part of that process is not about you know saying whether the greenest and that sort of thing. It's it's really about looking forward towards this permitting and approvals process. And saying, look, we, we can develop this sustainably, and we're demonstrating that um, you know um, we we can achieve that. So, so we've got solar farms on site, we've got wind turbines, we've got battery backup systems. We're using renewable fuel instead of diesel in our drilling. We're doing a lot of things to show that we can develop this asset sustainably. So, hopefully, that gives you a sense that we're really making a big effort on the community side of things. As you go about things now, you you're zero uh, carbon neutral now even at the exploration stage. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're not talking about it. We haven't got a strategy to do it. We've already done it. And this is, I think, catches a few people off guard when you sort of talk about it. But, it, you know, we've obviously um, forward thinking. We're a younger management team that really like to um, progress businesses quickly. But also we think that, you know, there's a different way to actually build these businesses, you know, and, and we've been working with some great, um, you know, local contractors and, and, and things, you um, you know, which is a big part of um, you know our um, our zero carbon strategy is to procure local, to buy local, to hire local. Um, you know, we don't need the, all the fly in, fly out workforce. Um, we don't need to bring goods from the other side of the country. Um, you know, which all has a, a carbon footprint. So, yeah, so we're 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 very forward thinking as a management team, and and we've already achieved that. Now, it'll be interesting to see in the PFS what sort of. Uh metal price assumptions you use copper currently us 382 a pound which is a historically good price gold knocking on the door of uh, us two thousand dollars an ounce again um does this project need higher prices or would you be comfortable at these levels obviously uh, i can't talk specifically until the pfs is out but my 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 assumption is that this this asset largely because it's close to the coast close to infrastructure being a historic mine there's a lot of sunk capital here you know we've got power uh, to the front gate. We've got um, Hitchman Rose to the front gate. Uh, we own the five farms I mentioned before. We own a couple of houses. We own all the land. We're, we're going to have a really low capex advantage here. Rockhampton is a large regional feeder town for a lot of coal mines in the region. So there's a, there's a really strong sort of local workforce here. But, but also the other thing that's important to understand here is, uh, as part of the economics of a potential PFS, is that, you know, <clears throat> we, we've got some of the best Mets, you know, out there. I'm prepared to put my you know, um, my brand of that, where, um, we, and I'd encourage your listeners to go and have a look. Uh, we've got some of the, you know, really, really good uh, high recoveries uh, in the metallurgy. And the other thing to notice is that this this will largely be an open pit deposit, uh, which will basically mean it'll sit lower on the um, uh, on the cost curve. Uh, we, you know, we, we can, it allows us to produce more, um, you know, um, more metal, more volume, um, and really reduce our our unit cost per ton of production. So, um, so yeah. So I, I think this this asset, um, although it's a mid size asset, it's very good grade, very good mets. Uh, it's an open pit project. It's near infrastructure. 
Uh, it's near the coast. I think it's going to generate a lot of value for our shareholders. Now, there is a shortage of ASX-listed copper stocks post the uh, BHP takeover of Oz Minerals. Um, so you guys are obviously uh, a candidate to become a producer. Um, and I just note that um, I think it was City recently, uh, the big investment bank, said um, by 2025, co- copper could be a US 545 a pound. And BHP obviously didn't spend $9 billion on Oz. Oz uh, Minerals because it uh, had doubts about the copper price. Everyone seems to be getting very bullish about the copper price. What are your thoughts on it? Oh, look, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, it's hard to go through this um, energy transition and the scale of this transition, um, you know, without needing a lot of copper. Copper, you know, it surprises me that many jurisdictions haven't called it a critical metal, metal because it, it, it absolutely is. It's the, the fundamental fundamental building blocks um, to, to energy, to technology, um, you know, uh, for, for all the reasons your, your listeners will understand. So, um, you know, it's very hard to, to forget about copper. Uh, and the one thing I would sort of point to here is that to, to really understand the, the, you know, the supply and demand side of copper and where it's going, you, you really need to understand the supply. And, and a lot of that is coming, that copper currently is coming out of South America where there's been some quite significant challenges. Uh, a lot of these deposits are what they call porphyry deposits, which basically means they're large but very low grade and they're, they're generally high up in the Andes, uh, which is you know, high elevation, which makes it difficult to, to mine. Um, the other thing people need to understand is that a lot of those mines were discovered a very long time ago. So, you know, they've, yes, they've been big open pits, but they're starting to go underground and they're, you know, um, and it's, it's challenging. So... I think you could not only see, you know, I think everyone understands the, de- the demand growth side of things, where, where the demand's heading, but I think people really need to think about the supply side because, um, you know, the, when 40% of the world's copper comes out of two countries, Chile and Peru, and you've got those sort of challenges, I think we could see, you know, a price uh, run on the back of constrained supply more than um, increasing demand. So just something to think about. Uh, nice way to dovetail that as you move into a sort of production scenario. Okay, so um, the assets clearly on its uh, on the pathway to production, uh, the PFS the first quarter of next year, but I'm just wondering if you can give investors a bit of a feel for what they should be looking out for, say, between now and the release of that PFS. Okay, as I mentioned earlier, we've got dual results that are imminent from the, um, the southern end of the, the, the mine site uh, where we where we're, uh, announced that recently that we've found a, quite a significant extension to the, the Mount Chalmers ore body. Uh, so they are imminent. Uh, and um, so I'd encourage your listeners to keep an eye out for those. Uh, we are starting to move, once we get that drilling completed, we'll start to move the RC rig into the region. Uh, so starting with um, uh, Artillery Road Prospect that you mentioned earlier, where we've got that 700 metre uh, long outcropping Gossen uh, that's mineralised, uh, which looks like a dead ringer for a Mount Chalmers repeat. Uh, obviously, you know, um, need the bit of luck on our side for the, the drilling to come up, but obviously it's it's a very exciting target. Uh, and, and, and also that'll be followed by, you know, half a dozen more sort of... Um, you know, targets in the region which we'll go and chase. So, so there's there's a lot of you know potential for organic growth here, um, and just as a bit of a you know, um, I suppose a thought provoker, you know, we still believe that um, that M and A should be a part of you know any business that's looking to grow. Uh, and I would note that the top four copper producers have been very heavily engaged in um, merger and acquisition type acti- activity in the last 
um, in the last sort of you know 12 or 18 months. Uh, and so my my sense is that you know if there is sort of logical um, bolt-on you know acquisitions, it's it's worth certainly pursuing those. So you know I won't say any more, but it's certainly um, something to think about. Um, uh, and then we start to move into all the components of a PFS, and and we can def you know certainly show. Um, progress to that PFS as as we move along, um, whether it's more pit optimization work, whether it's um, you know um, you know permitting approvals work, whether it's you know um, yeah location of uh, plant sites and so on and so forth. So so you're going to see a growing resource. You potentially might see hopefully um, some you know repeats of the Mount Chalmers uh, ore body if we, if we have a bit of luck on our side. Uh, and as you, as you've, we've talked about throughout the presentation. You know, there's lots of development work going on. So lots of lots of exciting things to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks for your time today, Andrew. Very interesting story. Uh, we'll be watching with interest. And we'll let you go now and get across to the uh, buffet there and have some uh, coffee and some pastries. So <laughs> thanks for your time today. Thanks, thanks, Barry. Really appreciate the time. Good on you. Cheers. Cheers.